Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports this afternoon with Kent Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933 to make an appointment to see the best dentist ever, Dr. Mike O'Neill, my only dentist the last 26 years since I found him. You'll find him. You'll tell your friends exactly as I'm doing to you. All right, today it's Q&A. We put out a request on social media yesterday for some questions. And, and so I'll, I'll answer them. My wife wrote these down, so I haven't seen them in advance. I'm going to get to as many as I can, hopefully uh, a whole bunch. Number one, this is from Max in Indy. What's your favorite memory as a sports fan? It's an interesting question. I have a few. I'll limit it to three. We'll go in chronological order. In 1989, I was at the final home game at Wrigley Field. The Cubs, they were about to clinch the National League East pennant. It was Harry Carey Day, so they handed out posters to everyone. They were all rolled up. Uh, Bill Pabst and I, we sat in the bleachers. That day, we had nothing to do. It was about noon. And so we walked up to Wrigley Field. We lived about six blocks south to see if we could find some bleacher tickets. And we found two for 35 bucks, $17.50 apiece. So we popped for them, and we went and sat in the bleachers. The Cubs won that day. They didn't clinch the, uh, the division title, but they came really, really close. So as it turned out, so they win the game, and we're all standing, and everybody's waving their posters. And out of the, we think that the players can obviously hear us, and they're going to come out. They don't for like 15 minutes, but we don't leave because we're not going anywhere. And this is true like to the corners of Wrigley Field in the upper deck. No one is leaving. And then Vance Law comes out of the little dugout door, the, the clubhouse door in the dugout with a friend. He's got his uniform off, but you can tell it's Vance Law because he's got the glasses, right? So he comes out and he's like, what? And he, he comes out of the dugout and looks and he goes back in the dugout. I said, hey, he's going to go tell those guys, let's go. In the meantime, what we found out subsequent to that is that Jim Fry called Don Zimmer and said, hey, take the guys out, do a lap. Zimmer said, no, I'm not going to jinx this thing. I've been down this road before. I'm not doing it. But uh, before Zim could hang up the phone, the players, 
they bolted out of the clubhouse, went onto the field through the dugout, and like took off their jerseys and ran around like crazy people for about 15 minutes. It was unbelievable. Nobody left. People, I think we'd still be there if the Cubs hadn't come out on that September day in 1989, an absolutely gorgeous day. Everybody waving their posters. They would not leave. It was fantastic. Now let's flash ahead to 1995. I moved down here and became an Indianapolis Colts fan. Had been a Bears fan, but all those 85 Bears kind of cycled out. And and so I, I thought, well, this does not look like the Bears to me, the Bears that I loved from my youth. And so I punted and went with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Colts, they made it to the 1995 AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh at Three Rivers Stadium against the Steelers. Uh, Steve Simpson from WIBC and I, I was working as the assistant program director at WIBC. We got in a car, we got a hotel room. We went as employees of the station to help cover the thing. Well, we had a good time too. And so the morning of the game, we went over to the parking lot to kind of scope out tailgates and call in to WIBC the, on the first day show and, uh, and make our presence known, right? Bringing a little of the flavor of Pittsburgh back to people in Indiana. I was wearing a Marshall Falk jersey because I wanted to be uh, a little bit combative, not yell at people, but I wanted to stand out as somebody from Indianapolis and hope that people came up and we could get in some good conversations that could be conveyed them back to people in Indianapolis via WIBC. So we went to a tailgate, had a great time. Vince Trombetta, Ed Hijack. I still remember the names of the guys who hosted. Had a wonderful time. I won, oddly, a Chicago Bears jacket at the tailgate. I bought some raffle tickets. We go into the game. And, and the Colts aren't doing terribly well. The Steelers, they've got a lead. There are guys sitting in front of us. We're in the upper deck in Three Rivers. And there are guys sitting in front of us, and they aren't wearing shirts. And it's about 45 degrees. So they're liquored up. And uh, they're, we're all having a good time. Because it looks like the Steelers are going to win. And then Floyd Turner comes down with a touchdown pass with like four minutes left in this game. And all of a sudden it got chilly, not the air, but the mood where people are kind of looking back, marking where I'm sitting because I'm wearing a a Marshall uh, Falk uh, jersey. The Steelers, they score. And then the Colts and Jim Harbaugh, they go on that drive where they get close. They get to within about 30 yards and Harbaugh throws a Hail Mary to Aaron Bailey it lands on Aaron Bailey's stomach. He's got his arms pinned. He can't get his hands to the ball. People at the time, in that moment, thought that the Colts had won, that Aaron Bailey came down with the ball because he came up with it in the end and acted like he had caught it. It was waved off incomplete correctly. And uh, I thought in the moment where it seemed like the Colts had won on that last-minute play. I thought, I am not going to live through this. I am certain that I'm going to be pummeled, beaten, and killed. I am absolutely 100% certain I'm going to die right here because these people are not playing games. And so on our way out, after the, the Colts lost, I thought, well, it's safe now. Nobody's going to be that upset. And all of a sudden, I'm walk- we're walking down the, the thing right from the upper deck to ground level. And a bottle like smashes against a a chain link fence right next to my head. And I think, well, that's odd. And then another bottle smashes. 
against the fence after I take about another five steps. And then a third bottle, and I felt like Maven Johnson in The Jerk, right? Steve Martin's character in the, the movie The Jerk, where he's getting shot at, but the guy keeps hitting the cans of oil. And Steve Martin finally says, wow, this guy really doesn't like cans. I felt like that. I felt like, wow, these people are, are uh, just throwing bottles at the fence. Isn't that something? No, they were throwing bottles at me. The third was game four of the Eastern Conference Finals at Market Square Arena between the Bulls and the Pacers. The Bulls with Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, we've all seen the documentary, the 10-part documentary, unbelievable. And, and this game was chronicled in it where Scottie Pippen misses two foul shots. So the Pacers are just down a point. Reggie Miller from 25 feet, bucket with what, about eight-tenths of a second left, something like that. The Bulls, sidelines out of bounds after a timeout. They get it to Jordan. Jordan's shot just in and out. The, the Pacers kind of came back from the dead in that game, and that place was electric. When you talk about fan experiences, and I really downplay the effect that fans have on, uh, on sporting events with, with athletes, but you could feel this. There was a, a palpable sense of electricity in that room at Market Square Arena that was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Great to see the Pacers win that game and horrifying to see them blow a little bit of a lead in the fourth quarter in game seven because they were the better team and they would have won the NBA title in 98. That was their best chance and they would have done it over the top of Michael Jordan in his last playoff run with the Chicago Bulls. It would have been special. It was special anyway, but it would have been special anyway. Those are my three favorite uh, events that I've attended watching TV, like the 2016 uh, game that sent the Cubs to the World Series. I watched that at, at, a, at a restaurant and at Fat Dan's down on college and uh, just wept at the bar for like 20 minutes. I couldn't stop crying because the Cubs were going to the World Series. I kept thinking, what the hell is the matter with me? And then I thought, screw it. You've been a Cubs fan forever to watch this and experience this and think about your dad and think about everybody who's ever talked to you about Cubs baseball and has enjoyed being a Cubs fan. Screw it. I'm crying. So I did. Uh, the second question, uh, this is from Clay in Greenwood. Are the Indianapolis Indians an appropriate nickname? Well, that's a good question. And I, I hope this isn't a problem searching for a solution. I don't know. I, I've never seen people picket or demonstrate against the Indianapolis Indians because they were called the Indians. And so trying to figure out who we're offending with this, I think that's step one. If there are a lot of people being offended, yeah, you change your name. All right. Although you think about it, you've got Indianapolis. You've got Indiana. There's a lot of stuff in this state, including this state, that have the word Indian at its root. And so if you start changing names because it's got Indian in it, where do we end in this state? I don't know. Anyway, the Indianapolis Indians are going to convene some kind of a uh, committee to study the appropriateness of the name. And I think that's entirely appropriate. Good for them. You know what? We should. We, we should look at each other in the, in, or look at ourselves in the mirror, decide who we need to be and what we believe. Do we want to be nice people? Do we want to be insensitive pricks? 
What do we want? That's a good question. Uh, how about this, Bob from Geist? Will there be a college football season? This is a really good question. And, and the best part of this question is trying to figure out what college students are going to do. I know when I was a college student that a weekend did not go by where I was not seeking out some kind of frivolity socially, right? We were up for it down in Bloomington to go to the peanut barrel, to go to the Bluebird, to go to Kilroy's, wherever, to host parties at Walnut Knolls when we lived there, to host parties at Briscoe when we lived there. We had a lot of parties, lots of parties that did not include social distancing in any form or fashion. And so is it possible that college students, 18 to 22 year old football players who, who are pretty well known around campus and kind of get their way socially, are they gonna be able to restrain themselves and just sit in a dorm room and, and only communicate with one another? I think that's a real stretch. I don't think I could have done it. And because these guys aren't employees, I think it's really difficult to restrain them because what are they losing? Like you can't prohibit people from socializing with one another. There's no rule against that in the Indiana University Student Handbook, if there is such a thing. Um, Aaron from Fishers asks, why do media people like Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith offer opinions about coronavirus? I saw this today. Max Kellerman said there's no chance without a vaccine that there's, they're going to be able to complete the NFL football season. How, how the hell does he know this? What do you know, Max? Max, what, what do you do? You're, you're a boxing analyst, and you're a guy who talks to Stephen A. Smith for two hours a day for a living on ESPN. I get it. And you're good at it. You're very, very likable, but you don't know jack about coronavirus spread rate. You're not an epidemiologist. And, and if, if guys like Anthony Fauci don't believe that they know the answer, how the hell do you pretend to even know the answer. And, and here's where I get a little bit buggy about this is because when we talk about sports, it's frivolous. Colts are going to win Sunday. Colts are going to lose Sunday. At the end of the day, really, it doesn't make any difference. But when you talk about coronavirus and the health of Americans and, and you start saying things related to sports about coronavirus, you cause problems. You muddy the waters. And these guys, they don't need to muddy the waters. And we as consumers do not need the waters muddied for us. We need real information presented soberly and without bias by government officials or the media. And we need sports people to stay the hell out of it. If sports people want to talk about COVID and about spread rates and fatality rates and hospitalization rates, you know what, get somebody on from the State Board of Health, get somebody on from um, you know, the CDC, get somebody on who knows what the hell they're talking about, get somebody on at one of the hospitals in town, whatever town you live in, to talk about what's going on in their hospital, in their local little slice of life. Talk to an epidemiologist, don't just offer willy-nilly your opinion about what you think about the season. Like, I don't know what the spread rate's going to be with college football. I don't know anything about that. Maybe they'll play college football. What I do know is it's going to be really, really tough, tough to discipline 115 guys to all do the right thing all the time. That is really, really tough. I've never seen a college able to do it. I've been around a lot of Indiana football players. I've been around a lot of Indiana basketball players. 
And there were a lot of times I saw them doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And, you know, the next day we're watching on TV saying, hey, how the hell is this guy making buckets when last night I saw this guy doing a completely different kind of shot? You know what I mean? That is, uh, that's, we'll get to other questions another day, but that's uh, Inside Indiana Sports this afternoon with Kent Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill at 317-849-2933. Make an appointment. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply